Hello and welcome back. We are going to start the show today by snacking on a cocoa truffle bar and we're going to have some Thai tea. We're also going to be talking about 13 clues that the person you're with may be a chronic liar. Mark is sharing a little known facts and history about a band that's really well known in that paranormal corner. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jana. <laughs> How was your timing on that opening se- it was awesome. segment? It was awesome. <laughs> you know, That's I how mean, we I start here. talking sometimes and I'm like, wow, this sounds really great. And I get so into what I'm telling you. Right. And I'm like, wait, there's more. There's more. You know what's so but funny? Wait, is when, more. When you do that opening, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, this sounds like it's going to be a good show. Right? I get excited <laughs> for it. So uh, so let's get with the snacking. What do we got? Well, I mean, you heard the truffle. Yeah. Truffle. Wow. And you said Thai tea. Now, Thai is this- tea. Is this like Thai iced tea? Do you well, know? it's, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's no ice in it. I is that no, a Thai thing? iced tea is, is a milked. Uh, oh, this is milked. Okay. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's milked. I don't know. Should we, do we need to ring You it? know what? I, ra- I raised my hand for the bell as well. That was a. <laughs> Tasco brand Thai tea drink. Oh, yeah. This is Thai iced tea. It's what's known as Thai iced tea. Okay. Water, Thai tea, sugar, non-dairy creamer. Mm. There's that milk Mm. stuff. Oh, my god! And then there's colors. There there are added colors. Well, I don't want to hear that part. Does this do it for you? Cut, cut, cut. I don't want to hear that part. Racy, racy, race. Okay, I'm going to try a drink. Oh, my gosh. That tastes so good. If I had smaller cups to put this in, then it would seem like there's more because it was a can. And I'm like, okay, we're going to try this. It's fine. Uh, So back in the day, Trader Joe's should Hmm. be a sponsor. Uh, I don't even know how you describe this. Trader Joe's used to have Thai iced tea, and I was addicted to it. And then they stopped it, and I didn't search for it elsewhere because I tended to buy a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And it certainly has sweetener stuff in it, you know, sugar. Uh, Yes. I haven't had this in years, and this tastes terrific you know where it, it came from uh thailand mm, i don't <laughs> probably not no no well the, the, originally this is the a thailand type it's of thing. inspired by thailand um aldi no but it's a place that you and i went recently when we were on our oh, it's winco dog. yes winco foods i was wow. like what's this why did I not pay attention to that? We're both we were using the same shopping cart. I know we were. So sole what distributors are in the US, however, they do have uh what I would assume is mm. Thai mm. um what were the symbols? The alphabet, whatever. Oh wait. Oh, hold on here. This is great. US trading company in uh Hayward, California, but it also says Asian trading company in Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay, so it is imported. And then, so it's got written in America, America, (laughs) in in English, English. (laughs) the ingredients. But then the ingredients down below that, uh, I guess this is Thai. Right. Ingredients is spelled the same, but it says, I'm assuming if it's the exact same um, order of ingredients, water in Thai. Right. Is the Thai language is you. Thai, I think. E-A-U. Hmm. So, there you go. Or maybe it's so obvious they were like, oh. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so, for example, at the bottom of the ingredients, it says contains colon milk protein. Wait, in it contains Thai, colon milk protein. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh. In Thai, it's, it contains is contient protein. Is this... Do, 
This is French, isn't it? Protean delight. 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 I don't know. You're reading it. I can't that's, see it from here. I think that's French. You're reading this fine print Look on the, the bottom. Second Sorry, you guys. Hold on here. <laughs> Oh, that, that is like French. Yeah, that is French. It's totally French. And nothing else on there so has English, anything to do with English, French. French. English, French, and then it looks and like then the Chinese. Thai symbols. Oh. No, no, that's Chinese or something. That's not Thai. Thai is a different looking language. That doesn't look like Thai at all. Okay. So it's not Thai. That's that's definitely uh, Chinese, I would say. All right. Well, but let's you know see here. Maybe it's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Thai. But I tell you, so I first learned a Thai iced tea back in the 90s when I worked at the cable company, and we would go to a Thai restaurant for lunch occasionally, and when it's served, it's not, it doesn't look like it does here, where it's mixed up. Mm -hmm. It actually has uh, two layer. different layers, oh, because the cream is added, yeah. I don't know if the cream is first or the tea is first, because I haven't been to a Thai restaurant in a long time, but it's great, because then you can either sip it from the top mm -hmm. or from the bottom mm -hmm. with a straw and get the different, you know... Thing, or you can stir it all up it's and like you cream, get it all mixed together. And it's together. like tea and then it's like cream. This is great. I love this. Oh my gosh. I have got to go back to that store and get some of this because, you know what? Now, what am I going to have to give up though? Because I'm going to have to give up something in order to, in to, have this. to inject this kind of sugar into me. <laughs> uh, chocolate? No. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Well, so mm. I'm, I'm not mm. a fan of of most tea flavors, but I, I've tried them. Oh, but right. tea to me is very grassy, and right. I just don't enjoy that. The I got to say, the cream and the sugar does like kill some of that grassiness, and this so is, I'm all right. With this that. is like this is like I drink my coffee. I take coffee and I put a lot of cream in it, well, and throw too. a bunch of chocolate yeah, in it, and yep. so it doesn't taste like coffee. It tastes like a sugary chocolate. So get this, okay? Honey Mamas, all right. Cocoa Truffle Bar. Wait, wasn't that your your nickname in high yes. school? <laughs> no refined sugar. Gluten, dairy, soy, and paleo. Says original Dutch. Oh, no. What is this? Ay. I know. Says got to keep it cool. Uh, this nourishing treat will melt at 72 degrees. Honey it is mamas. 71 degree out there. So, Honey Mamas, it's called. Is that so, the brand or is that the, what, the product? Uh, that's the both. I'd say that's the brand. Says coconut tr cocoa truffle bar. Okay. So cocoa truffle bar. It says indulge now, and then it says do everything else later. So here we go. Oh, wait, 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 right. wait, wait, wait! I didn't sign up for everything else today. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then it says I haven't I mean, showered since last Thursday. Packaging. So <laughs> let's do this again sometime. Oh yeah, this is a great packaging. This is kind of like uh, and so there obviously seems to be honey involved because look, there's bees all over the package. I mean, it's right. very nicely packaged. It is. This is this is a. Uh, all right, so let's get in here. No refined honey sugar. Honey mamas. Oh, no refined sugar. So what does that oh, mean? Oh, my. So this looks... Okay. Organic raw honey, organic sprouted salted almonds. Sprouted salted it's almonds. It's almost a... I was thinking it was going to be a bar. Or, this is almost like... Um, what it is it? appears to be somewhere between... You know what? It looks like a chocolate bit of honey. That's what it looks like to me. Interesting. So I'm going to... Un, unre, organic unrefined coconut oil, organic alkalized cocoa powder, Himalayan pink salt, vanilla. Contains tree nuts, coconut, and almonds. That's interesting. Didn't we talk recently about coconut not being a nut? Is that you and I talked about that? Uh, I know sunflower seeds are not a nut. You know what? I think that was our conversation. Okay. All right. I, I just remember that you and I were talking about nuts. <laughs> like we do. <laughs> Oh, this is well, so interesting it texture. Chocolatey. This is like a oh wow, that's 
Oh. Okay. It's somewhere between fudge. It's more like fudge than bitter honey. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really tastes coconut a lot. Wow. This is Wait, good. Let me look at the ingredients again. This is good stuff. I can taste the salt as well. Where are the ingredients? <laughs> They're on the, the back panel. There you go. Wow, this is good stuff. You know, honey is very strong tasting. I, I find that it really stands out a lot when you have it with things, but I taste the... I don't really taste the honey as the sweetener. I mean, I don't taste the sugar either. This this tastes like a dark chocolate, but a good dark chocolate. So it... it... Was this expensive? It says, I mean, when I read the ingredients, they all said organic. This is expensive, it's wasn't probably it? more than you would spend. Yes. <laughs> Made in Portland, Oregon. Really? Not surprised. Uh, Wait a minute, it's it probably has some because, pot in it. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> I taste the coconut. It's so strong to me, but it's like, eh, it contains some coconut and almonds. But it's like coconut and fudge. That's what I taste. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if it's enough to make me uh, spend extra when I can still get my $2 package of chocolate chips from Trader Joe's. But So if I can describe this for you guys. Okay, first of all. If you can find these, you guys, try them. They are very good. I'm going to sip some Thai chi while you do that. Or wait, Thai iced tea, not Thai chi. I'm not going <laughs> to sip, sip some gonna, Thai I'm chi. Sip, sip a slow motion karate exercise. <laughs> what the, what, what the? So, right. Try them because they're good. But if I can describe this, it is kind of like fudge. But I mean, I was holding on to the little piece that I was nibbling on. Right. And didn't totally melt into my hands. So there's enough other ingredients that don't melt right all over you. Right. That I'm thinking another piece of this. Do the whole thing. Yeah, this is this is like a. Yeah, it's, it's not a candy bar, I would say. Well, I guess it's not labeled as a candy bar. It's a truffle, mm-hmm. but it is uh, laid out like a square piece, three three separate pieces. Wow, this is a, good stuff. A 12-pack of Honey Mamas is $62. Oh, my God. This is expensive. And this is at the Honey Mamas site. Wow. So I don't know if there are more because there's there are three pieces each little um, triang- like a bar. triangle, rectangle is a, mm, about the size of a Twix, maybe a little shorter and thinner. I mean, fatter. Wider. Yeah. Wait, how do you get thinner and wider? Those are opposites. How I do you said, get I mean, I, I, I changed it. <laughs> but I'm looking to see if it has more than... You know, you're looking awfully thin today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry. I meant Wider. <laughs> Oh, okay. I wasn't looking at you. I was just making a joke. No, it's too late Great. now. Oh, You're dead man. to me. No, man. So I, <laughs> I that can't be $62 for 12. Did, how much did you pay for this? Do you remember? I don't remember. I have to look at the site. I should have wow. had that. Well, because I wonder if at Winco, if they had some kind of bulk or I didn't volume get discount. Winco. Oh, this wasn't Winco. No. This okay. I got from my little special. Uh, I'll have to look at the, I don't know. I, I'm not going to look yeah, it up I'm with, right now. I'm with you. I have food coming in that I have no idea where it comes well, from. Well, I know it just where it came delivered. from. It's just that I didn't look it up. I didn't know they would be this good. That's the thing is it's like, whoa. I'm like, mm. let's try this. It's different. But I didn't know they would be this good. So now I'm like, well, It's how? a good choice to have this with the Thai iced tea. You think? Oh, my god. I was thinking, is this going to be too rando? It, it, it is great. Oh, oh, I am just, you know what? I just want to like. 
go outside in the nice, cool evening air and bark lay, at the moon, lay down and in, in an easy chair and <laughs> eat this stuff and drink this stuff. Oh my gosh, this is good. Okay, I, what I kind of want to do is so. Sorry, the place that I have um, ordered from before is called Imperfect Foods. Okay, they have a lot of. Uh, designer places that they get like i can get uh croissant bread and things that you can't find just anywhere all right and so this is where i got these from and i wanted to look it up but it's going to take too long so yeah yeah whatever we'll move on they're called honey mamas you guys and they are good (laughs) wow that is great stuff that was a great wow this is they taste they taste expensive don't they it does and the reading the ingredients i knew it was like <laughs> this ain't this ain't no cheap stuff here. this ain't no cheap stuff okay you ready i'm ready okay i think that we should talk about the 13 clues that the person you're with may be a chronic liar interesting yeah now right now as of this uh show mm-hmm. neither one of us is with anyone right so this is not directed at anyone no 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 specifically we just want to want to get that out there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you know what? You, we, hopefully, we can learn we from this or relate with it. We certainly have been in uh, different relationships and stuff, and mm-hmm. had uh, a lot of experience, especially you in high school, guys. I didn't have a lot of experience in high school. I know that's why I'm making the joke about it. But I do have a lot of experience, <laughs> gentlemen. All right. A little late on the bell there, but I'll I'll get it in there. So it would be great to find out the ways to spot a lie in a person that you don't know very well, especially yes. if you think that that person might be taking advantage of you. How many? T- I, I, okay, already, I'm just going to say, I mean, usually you can tell when somebody's taking advantage. You know, of if you. you suspect someone's taking advantage of you, it's over right there. And I, I don't you, like that statement there. Yeah. Because if you sit there and go, wait, are they taking advantage of me? You know what? You've already have a lot of doubts. When that thought comes into your head, there's something that put Mm -hmm. that thought in your head. How many times has someone made up a ridiculous excuse that you believed? See, again, um, I feel like I can usually tell. (laughs) We have just not even started this if we're already... I may want to be like, well, you know what, let's just see what happens. All right, we'll we'll read through because I have a little bit to say about this, but I mean, let's hear what it has to say first. They sold you something that didn't work or told you that they were being honest when, in fact, they had cheated. Oh, okay. These so it's, one-offs, it's glossing over things. Mm-hmm. Let's get, okay, I'll wait till we get to the list. Then. These one-offs in the lying department can be problematic, you think. But you're likely to recover from the minor setbacks they involve without too much harm. However, dun, dun, dun. What about being able to spot the chronic liar, the person who engages you in the long... Oh, con. I thought it said corn. I'm like, is this a thing? <laughs> the long corn. Oh, okay. It's a long corn. <laughs> what could help you avoid the Better than that, that baby corn, for you? <laughs> ladies. Perhaps you work with a person who has convincingly led you to believe that they are independently wealthy and have a job only because they want to have some place to go during the day. What? <laughs> <laughs> All the signals this person sends are consistent with that. Is this image. on the list? Is this? Have mm-hmm. we started the list? So the first one is this. 
Well, they're giving examples so that you oh. can go, oh, I can relate with this. I do know somebody like that. Okay. I, I know I'm, a few people who know everybody, have done everything, have done this, have done that. And I'm, oh, and I'm like, I the toppers. don't know what to believe. No matter what you've done, they've nobody done Nobody has, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you find yourself being asked more frequently than you'd like to cover the costs of some emergency they run into during the day. The amounts are small enough, but they add up over time. And by now... You'd feel cheap to ask for reimbursement. Were you wrong to trust the person? So the mimicry deception theory of chronic lying. According to the University of Nevada's Melissa DeRoos and Daniel Jones, this is recent, by the way, the long-term deceiver is someone who, unlike the casual or occasional liar, is willing to put a great deal of thought and effort into knowing what other people expect in order to tailor their actions to meet those expectations. As these people note, the experts, although estimates from previous research place the prevalence of lies as averaging one or two a day, the distribution of lies was skewed, which was uh, such that a, pro a few prolific liars accounted for the majority of lies told. Hmm. Okay, I, I'm I'm just thinking. Okay, how are how are they monitoring this? Is there somebody who's like yes? I'm a prolific, prolific liar, but I'm willing to be part of your survey right. or your test. Or, right. Because I would totally And kill. if they admit to be a pro prolific liar, how do you know they're not lying at that? That's right. Maybe they're not a prolific liar. and Or or then they've outed themselves. So you know what? Maybe this is somebody who knows they're a liar and they're trying to get help. That could be. Okay. Because it would get stressful because you got to keep up with your lies. And you are going to get caught eventually. And then you got to make more lies. Maybe. Okay. Uh, to help understand and then pick out one of those prolific liars, the approach known as mimicry deception theory, for deception theory, we'll now call that MDT, Great. suggests that you track them down along Wait, is four there be a quiz after this? key components or dimensions, not the dimensions. Knowing where that coworker falls along those dimensions could be just what you need to avoid being constantly played for a fool. It's interesting that they go with the coworker thing instead of relationship. Right. Which is right. usually We're, we're going to talk about it as it relates yeah. to relationship. Well, uh, I, I mean, any relationship is important. It's, yeah. Okay. The first component of MDT is community integration. The chronic deceivers willing to take whatever time is needed to establish their credibility by ensuing the trust, ensuring the trust of the people in their surroundings. That's a lot of work. The more integrated they are, the more likely it is that you won't question their behavior. It might take them weeks or months to develop those seemingly deep connections, but if they're playing their game consistently enough, others won't question their sincerity. I mean, that is pretty deceitful. If somebody is that... Um, I don't know if they're that methodical that they plan ahead that way. So you think it just comes naturally that they don't even know they're sowing this oat. Right. I, I think they just... Oh, I'll, I think it's a it's a natural thing mm -hmm. to uh, that we are herd animals. We want to be part of the herd. Mm -hmm. And you want to be... In, in, I'm, I'm way generalizing here because there are certainly times when you and or I do not want to be around people, mm -hmm. but you want to be around people. You want to be accepted. You want to be a friend. I think that's just a natural thing. I mean, to, to put a uh, nefarious motive on it in this context, I think is, 
I mean, these people are smarter than me that wrote this, but it, it just seems, well, in general, we all want to be part of people's groups and stuff. Do you think, though, that there are people who would be more nefarious, to use your words? I suppose so. I suppose okay. there are people that are a little devious when it comes to that. It's like, okay, if I get to be their friends and I can start lying to them, then I can start borrowing money that I'll never have to pay back. Yeah. Or maybe it's just their subconscious habit that they grew up learning this is my behavior and, I mean, if and somebody, they don't know any different. If somebody, um, okay, so let's take uh, uh, the example of someone who seeks out people who do have more money. I can see how someone would um, work their way into that person's circle and weave, you know, uh, <laughs> some pretty extravagant tale in order to get accepted into that circle and maybe then get into a relationship with somebody just to be, you know, right, a sugar mama or sugar, well, sugar yeah. daddy. And also, you know, that happens to uh, older folks, younger people trying to get in with them so that they'll be put in on their... Uh, the will or whatever. On the will, yeah. Yep. yeah. All right, complexity of deception forms the second component of MDT. A simple lie may be just that, without too many bells and whistles. I forgot is one such lie. For the chronic deceiver, though, the lie has to become highly elaborate if it's going to be maintained over time. The coworker can't just come up with one fancy outfit, but has to accumulate a large enough collection to create the impression of endless closetfuls of high-end attire potentially acquired at thrift stores. If the whole point is to get something out of other people over the course of the deceptive behavior, the factor of resource extraction describes the prolonged strategy of only taking small amounts of what the liar seeks, money or possibly objects, at any one time. Right. The fourth factor is the one that perhaps is most important, detectability, refers to the measures the deceiver takes to avoid being caught. Again, it doesn't matter if someone catches you in a lie and you're able to get away. Long-term deception demands that the liar keep their dishonesty hidden from view. So, 13 MDT questions. All right, so here we go. This is a list. Yeah. Okay. With this theoretical background in mind, the University of Nevada researchers developed an initial pool of 33 items, which they administered to a combination of undergraduate and online adult samples. I'm an adult sample. If you've ever had an adult sample. <laughs> In their first study, they whittled the 33 items down to 13 that best fit the four-dimensional model while determining how scores on those dimensions could correlate with the conceptually related qualities of the dark triad. I, my sugar high is, is kicking in, and I, I want to hurry up and get okay. to the 13. Narcissism, <laughs> Machiavellianism, and psychop psychopathy. Psychopathy. Yeah. Yes, but psychopathy <laughs> looks right. Uh, isn't, all right. That, isn't that where you only have one eye? Cyclopsy? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all right. So um, here you go. For the following questions, please indicate how you behaved. Wait. This, these are, are the questions. Are there 13 questions or are there 13? Are the questions for every 13? I mean, we try to keep our shows under an hour. <laughs> Yes. I'm just saying. Yes, I understand. If that. this is going to be an extended quiz. Okay. All right. So the questions that they asked of people, they said, take your time, read the questions, um, uh, how you deceived somebody. So they're asking the deceivers. Oh, okay. 
Let's get down to the quest, the, the 13 That's ways. what I'm doing. Oh, okay. I thought it was getting to... <laughs> I'm, I'm laying out the... No, wait, 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 get to the... So... The sugar's kicking in! <laughs> um, so they asked the questions. They wanted to know how people d- uh, behaved. So one question was, I took my time convincing the person. Or I covered all my bases in an attempt to persuade. I ensured that I looked like I walked the walk. I made sure that I came across as friendly, helpful, trustworthy. I got to know the person well. I got to know the person's family and friends. I spent a lot of time with the person. I took the things I wanted, needed, slowly. I took so little at a time that no one noticed right away. I took things sustainably so that they never ran out. I maintained an excellent reputation. I ensured that no one would ever suspect me of anything bad. I left no immediate doubt about my good intentions. And so then they had a scoring, a way to score for these people. Okay, so I have to, I have to tell you, I, I don't understand what liars would take this. Why would a liar do this? Right. The whole thing about lying is being deceptive and being something you're not or whatever, and you don't want to expose yourself because then you're, the game's over. So I wonder if there's somebody who, if there are people out there then who do, who let's say they're in a relationship or they lose a job or or whatever, they keep losing friends and maybe uh, their need for social connection or any connection becomes more important than the lie and they realize that they have to stop because they they keep getting caught and in the end they're alone and, and it's not fun. I don't know. You can't be totally, completely... I don't know if that would necessarily be narcissism, although it mentioned it in the beginning of this. Right. So I wonder if, okay, not all narcissists are liars, but are all liars narcissists? Because there's a difference. That's a very deep question. And right? I, I think that, that uh, calling someone a narcissist is overused and is a fallback for anything that you don't like about a person. But, well, As and, someone that has been called a narcissist a lot, I think that I've everybody has a lot. little bit of narcissism. Yeah. In them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've I've read up on it a lot, and I'm like, you know what? It's I am not that. I am not that description. I am not that description. I may be that description, but I'm not that one, that one, or that one. Because you know, I I like to try to keep myself in check for the most part and be the kind of person that I want to be, uh, not necessarily the kind of person other people's other people's other people want to be or want me to be, I want to be the kind of person I want to be. So I do sure. read stuff about, you know, when you hear something negative about you or something like that, or, or me specifically, I'll look it up. I'll, nah, you know what? I don't behave that way. I may do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm certainly a very sarcastic person and I have a very uh, biting sarcasm sometimes. But uh, that's not part of the narcissist part though. <laughs> well, it does say here, these experts said that uh, they concluded that it's the narcissist and the Machiavellian who will try to play you for as long as they can, whereas the psychop- psych- psychopathy tend to, why wouldn't they call it psychopath? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tend to try both short and long-term lies, which tends to occur impulsively. And to sum it up, they said, uh, you may not be able to catch all the people trying to entice you into their web of deception. However, by becoming tuned into the manipulative strategies and recognizing that, you know, somebody when they're taking a little and a little more and a little more, you can protect yourself from those um, devious people most of the time. 
See, what's interesting is it, it's talked a few times now about people taking stuff from you and mm-hmm. things like that. I can't remember anything necessarily like that in my life. I certainly have met uh, uh, chronic liars who yes. always have a better story and, and stuff like that. Same. But but uh, I've never had anyone lie to me, take stuff from me. Oh, now that I think about it, I have had friends that have had people, yes, I got stories. Should, should we share them on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we should start one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. All right. So let me tell you this story. See if I can make this uh, relatively quick because we have a lot a okay. lot of this stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, one of my friends is uh, uh, kind of a nerdy guy, uh, kind, you know, kind of very smart, mm-hmm. but not necessarily uh, socially, certainly not gregarious. But uh, anyway, he was going to strip clubs. Mm-hmm. And this happens a lot in strip clubs. Not that I know, but I know. The, uh, the thing is, is it, uh, and, and I've seen this happen where guys will, you know, put their dollars on the stage and the girl shows them more attention because she wants more tips. Mm-hmm. But the guy thinks, oh, she likes me. Mm-hmm. It, it, she, I shouldn't even say strip clubs. I've seen this as waitresses that are very nice and have a very good demeanor and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That people, oh, that waitress, you think she likes me? I mean, that happens with guys a lot. I'm sure. A yeah. waitress is nice and they're like, oh, she likes me. You think you think I'd ask her? And it's like, what? Dude, she is doing her job. She's mm-hmm. being cordial and fine and friendly. Anyway, back to the story. So a friend of mine uh, uh, met this uh, stripper, uh, exotic dancer, and dated her. I think he ended up buying her a car and other stuff. And I think they probably uh, uh, had relations. Mm-hmm. But left him hanging left him and left him devastated and all that and he allowed himself to be pulled into that because he's to me in that instance that's on him he started it yeah by believing that that stripper liked him now that same person unfortunately something similar happened and i think he met someone online Mm -hmm. and she was from arizona or something like that and he was talked to her on the phone, and she was supposed to. She was having all sorts of trouble and turmoil in her life. And this person was a chronic liar, by the way. Let me just put that out front. Uh, turmoil in her life, and she needed money to for her court fees or for this or that and for divorce. I'm not. I don't remember the details of that. I just rem- remember he kept sending her money, money, and money. But she had a friend locally, and he had met the friend locally, and the friend locally was. A large woman, I'll say. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly how attractive she was. She certainly wasn't a hottie or a stripper or anything like that. But this other girl was. I, I'm trying to remember if I saw pictures of her or not. But anyways, he was obsessed with this uh, distant gal, let's say, in Arizona. Okay. But her best friend was this uh, heavy gal that was here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And... He was sending money to Arizona, sending money and, and talking to both of them all the time. You know, it was a circle of friends. And in fact, I met this girl, the local one. Uh, she had got me a, uh, <laughs> I mean, she got me, this is at the time when I was a big fan of the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. I think, I think it was a Christmas party. It couldn't have been my birthday party. Maybe it was, but got me a big Lakers blanket, you know, and it was an awesome blanket to get at the time. And I think that was from my friend's money because it turns out she was the one pretending to be some girl from Arizona. Wow. There was no girl in Arizona because 
the girl in Arizona, I'm using air quotes, the girl in Arizona would leave messages on this guy's answering machine. That's how long ago this was when we had answering machines. Mm -hmm. And me and another buddy listened to it. We were like, that's the same girl. That's the girl we just went to that party with. She is working you and she is pretending to be the... He wouldn't believe it. It took him so long to realize he was literally being played right. by this. I'm sorry, I'm going to spell it out. This fat chick, this fat, ugly chick, and I mean ugly on the inside, mm-hmm. was playing this poor, heartbroken guy and getting him to send money. I'm not sure how he was. Send- she was getting the money back from Arizona and all that because I wasn't into that part of it. But I know he was sending money to this chick who never came out to California to visit him. They call that catfishing, right? I think so. Yeah. That was before it was a thing that we knew right. about or, or had, had a name. name. Yeah. Right. But it was so sad that that happened to him. And he's very vulnerable to that stuff because obviously he had that uh, exotic dancer thing that happened right. before that. And it was just like, oh, that chick. And I still have that blanket, actually. Uh but it's but it's like that and blanket there were, there was bought with his money. Plenty of red flags. But. Yeah, and it took two of his friends telling him, yeah. "Dude, this is yeah. you know." And his other friend was very close to him. I mean, you know, and and it was just like, ah, and and it was terrible. It was I, terrible. I have a <clears throat> acquaintance. It, it's more than an acquaintance. It's a it's a friend who is um, doesn't live in the area anymore. And it's a really good thing because through the years of this friendship, um, I've paid for a lot of things. Things would just always go wrong. They, I would be with them and they'd have a flat tire or they needed to have brakes fixed and never had the money for it. Um, sometimes I'd come to, we'd pick the person up and we were going to hang out and their mom needed like uh, cigarettes and nobody had the money. So I'm like, okay, I'll sure I'll loan you some money. Wow. Um, tickets for stuff and things and just things and stuff. And I can remember uh, that a mutual friend bought tickets in advance for uh, the Olympics when they were in LA. So this has been a while. Right. That was 1984. Yep. And... I remember the, the, the friend who, I, who I was, kept... I was born in 85. Just uh, want right, to put that out yes. there. <laughs> the friend who uh, keeps n- not having the money when they... Right. When, yeah. That one told me after they had gone to the Olympics, because I wasn't interested. That's just not my thing. Anyway, she's like, you know what? She hasn't said anything about it, so I think she doesn't want the money back. And I'm like, you, you're waiting for her to ask you? <laughs> <laughs> to pay her back for tickets to the Olympics. Oh anyway, she gosh. never paid her because she's like, well, she's never asked for it. So I don't think she wants it back. Oh, my gosh. Fast forward, this person, I know the person doesn't listen to the show, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to to, to today. Now, um, this person has moved very far from here. And I'm actually really <laughs> relieved because... When that kind of stuff wasn't going on, she was really a fun, enjoyable, intelligent person to be around. Right. But it got to just be more and more of a drag because I just thought, I know that if I help this person, I have to be willing to just, it's a gift. Right. Because I know that I'm not you're, getting You're not back. lending money. Yeah. You'll say you're lending money, but you're just giving it. And it, and it was, and I'm not a confrontational person, so it was not something that I was ever going to say, no, you know what? Nah. 
you still owe me for this and this and See, this that, and this and this. And that's why you're so much nicer than I am. And I'm also way cheap and I would never do that kind of thing. I did that once with on a business type of a thing mm-hmm. where I lent $5,000 and I never got back. And if I ever see that guy, uh, I'm going to Mike Tyson in an airplane punch him because it's been eh, it's been 25 years or so. I mean, this is back when I was very young, but I didn't have the money at the time, but I was guaranteed. And this was with, involved around a TV show and stuff that he had sponsors and everything. He just needed that money now. And so I think I charged it on one of my because I had awesome credit back then. I think I charged it. And then the guy disappeared. He left the TV station that we worked at together. Mm-hmm. He left that. They tried to go after him, and he disappeared. This is before the internet, yeah. so you could disappear yeah. a lot right. easier. But that that really, at an early age, made me. I mean, losing five thousand dollars when you when you when you are in your early twenties, mm-hmm. a lot of money. Well, I gotta say, with with this with this friend of mine. There have been quite a few GoFundMe's because things always continue to go wrong. Right, and. You know, it's one of those cases where I I don't know if I'm that good of a friend because maybe a good friend would would have a talk with the person and say, you know, there's a common denominator here with everything that's going wrong with you, right. and it's you. And some people are like that; they because, are chronic bad decision makers. Yeah, because I because definitely she often there's a pity party attached to it. So I believe that she really believes, man, I have such bad luck. Right. Right. And I think it's it's a vicious cycle of that yes. of people that enable yep. enable them to have these lies or right. stories and all that, and it just becomes a thing, and it becomes so natural to them that uh, getting back to what we kind of discussed at the beginning, that I said I don't know that it's intentional. That's true. I think it's just behavioral based upon a reward system that has worked. Yeah. That it's not that she plots these things. It's just that's how it is. So that's interesting that that would be your point of view rather than there are a lot of evil people who do do I know. It is interesting because, as you know, I hate people. (laughs) As you know, I hate people. Right. And I'm very cynical. Ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Very cynical about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, So I have a a former friend, I'll say, uh, uh, well, because it is, uh, that uh, and, and his name will come up. His last name, I won't use the last name, but the first name will come up. And, and some people who listen in may may know who this person is. But uh, this is someone I worked with in the entertainment industry for a while and on, on a couple different projects and stuff like that. But this was he was also someone who always had. Now, mind you, I, I worked in the entertainment industry. We're all storytellers. I mean, that's why we're doing stuff. We're storytellers and we. What what is that noise? It was my was throat. that you? Your throat? <laughs> yes. What, what you, maybe I'm having spasms the, from. Maybe I'm having spasms from. We my, heard that noise and we both looked at each other like, "What the? That was from you." I mentioned on a show uh, a few shows back, you guys, about my uh, new um, newfound yodeling uh, talent. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'm having <laughs> yodel spasm. <laughs> well, that was odd. It was All odd. All right, back, so back to my friend. So he always had a story. And always had a wilder story than anyone else. Yep, kind of like yep, a topper. Yep. And and I can say that there are times when I do have a story that will top someone else's. And I do. I will chime in with it. And But this guy's stories always had a story that it, it was amazing. And I got to say, to his credit, this guy always got his foot in the door at major places for connections, for doing uh, TV shows, something like that. But he would always shoot himself in the foot afterwards. But anyway... He told so many st- lies. One time, 
we were, and this is this is one of the reasons we are not friends anymore. I was managing comedians, and he we were all doing a show, and I was behind the scenes. And you know, you you were a theater person in high school, yes. so behind the scenes, behind when you're backstage, there are curtains that are called tormentors. These are the black curtains that where there's openings and stuff like that that you can come in and off the stage or, or on and off a stage, and there's curtains there so that you know black curtains anyway. I was standing on one side of him, just you know, backstage, and this guy went to the organizer of this comedy show, or the organizer came over to him. They're on one side of the black curtain. I'm on the other. They don't know that I am there. The guy organizing the show said, so, because uh, I was working with two different comedians and me. I was in for a third of the cut. And it was, he said, uh, the organizer of the show said, so uh, should I make out three checks to you guys? And this guy says, no, 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 just just one check. I'll handle it on my end. All right, you know, fine, whatever, you know, makes it easier. Yeah. Uh, and then we got into a, I don't know if it was f- before Facebook or not, but it was, I think it was an email thread or something like that, rather than a social media thread. Uh, a couple of weeks later, someone asked about, hey, whatever entered the money of that gig? Because it was, it was peanuts. It wasn't that big. It was like 25 bucks a piece or something like that. And in this email thread, someone said, hey, whatever happened to the money? And this guy, whose name happens to be Rodney, Rodney mm-hmm. said, oh, man, I tried to get three separate checks, but this guy, he insisted on doing one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> so I called him out. I said, that's bull. I mean, literally, I said, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I said, I was right there on the other side of the curtain. Mm-hmm. You're the one who insisted it be one. He was. I said, you are full of shit. He did not like me calling him out on the truth. Yeah, well, people like that don't, do they? (laughs) And he got so pissed off. And that was the end of our friendship because, for me, it was, if you're going to lie about 25 bucks Mm -hmm. that fervently, I do not want to do any other business with you. Because we had a couple of TV show type things lined up that we were going to work with on him. Mm -hmm. Look, the guy's a funny comedian, brilliant writer and stuff. But it was like, you know what? I do not want to work with Mm -hmm. anyone like that. Can't trust him. Mm-mm. If I can't trust him, if he's lying about 25 bucks like that, and I don't even know why he needed to. He could have just said, oh, he could, I don't know. I don't know what. He came up with so many stories because uh, one of my comedians, or like a couple of my comedians would go on the road with him. I didn't always go on all the road trips, but we'd all be sitting around afterwards after one of the road trips, and he'd be retelling a story, and the story was way different. On the way home, mm-hmm. I would, with a, a no, now people who listen to this, if they're involved, they're going to know exactly who I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, one of the comedians would tell me, he goes, I, I was there. You mm. heard, I was part mm. of that story. That's not how it went down. He is mm. way changing things. Mm. So in our little circle, we came up with there's reality and there's Rodneyality. So whenever Rodney told us, oh man, I had a meeting with so-and-so and this person that, we're thinking, no, no, he's a chronic liar chronic liar and you just can't trust i i know of somebody like that yep yep and that yeah don't you wonder if they believe what they're saying well and that's the thing now i called him out on it he didn't like that and that was actually the end of our friendship we were working on another project oh this is another thing we were working on another project a pilot Mm -hmm. tv pilot that i uh I was going to do some special effects for it, but because it was just a pilot, I just slapped something together quickly because back then, special effects weren't as easy as they are now, mm-hmm. and I needed to produce something to give a concept, mm-hmm. you know, proof of concept, and uh, I was also an editor, 
And at that time, I was going to take a trip somewhere, and he wanted me to edit the pilot together. It was a comedy pilot. And I said, well, whoops, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> uh, sorry, an errant key there. Uh, we're going to do a comedy the pilot. Ghost. <laughs> and I told him, I go, look, Rodney, you and because I had edited a, a lot of comedy stuff by that point, I said, you can either get it done right mm-hmm. or you can get it done now. But you can't do both because I'm taking off for two weeks. I must have been going to cover a tennis tournament or something like that. And he wanted it done now. So he had someone else do it. I was fine with that. I told him, look, here's your choice. You Wait for me to get back. I will put it together for free. Because, you know, all these pilots, a lot of these pilots and stuff, you work for free because you want to get something sold. And he certainly was a good salesperson, I got to say. Anyways, so he got it done. When I was gone, he got it done by someone else. Hmm. All right, that's fine. I, mm-hmm. you know, I gave him the option. No big deal. Later on, he told the story to someone else. Hey, what if someone else had asked him, hey, whatever happened to that show? Oh, Mark screwed it up for me. Ooh. That's what he's telling people. And I was like, you know the word, you know the F word I'm going to say. And it was, and that just pissed me off because he does have, you know, we work at a certain level of the entertainment industry. It's like, that's a story he's spreading around about Mm -hmm. me that I messed it up for him. Right. Oh my gosh. And I think of, and right at that point when I heard that, I think of all the work that I did for free for him. Yeah. And the contacts and the different things that I tried to do. And this is the kind of... so. Well, we'll move on. But do you think it's that... Do you think it's that often that people truly didn't know that the person is a liar, a deceiver, uh, a storyteller? Um, Or do you think that they're usually red flags for all of us and we just don't always catch it? And I'm, and again, this is like any kind of relationship, whether it be a coworker. I I tend to think, especially when you're like you know honing in on someone that you're going to really bring into your life, I think the flags are usually there. It's just that I know for myself, sometimes I'm like, no, nah, it's probably not that bad. Well, and look, so the article that you said said, oh, there's little lies and everything, and those are something to pay attention to. I I you know. At the beginning of relationships, especially if if someone says, "Oh, I can't make it. I've got to wash my cat or something like that," I'm naming it's like, my plants tonight, right? <laughs> it's like something like that's like, well, I, I could dismiss that though, not as a red flag. I can say, well, obviously we're not as intimate with our relationship that we know all the details, and maybe there's some family issue, or maybe she has a boil on her knee or tit. something. Or <laughs> Wait, I said knee, you said tit. What happened to your word boob? I don't know. Jana. <laughs> Jana's getting all red. I'm getting I red. <laughs> uh, but, you know, maybe there's something like that. That that kind of thing, to me, early in a relationship, it's like, no, they don't, you know, I, I, I'm not a little white lie like that. I'm not that offended by and think it's a red flag because it's the beginning of a relationship. I don't need to know those details okay, yet. I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit, um, I don't know. I don't know if this would be PG-13, but I have to do it now or I might forget. All right. I used to be a dispatcher for an electrical company, and I talked to electricians throughout the United States. Right. It was great. Right. There was this guy that was um, in charge of the other electricians. He was in Georgia. He was the, the manager of that particular area. And he would call in, and he wanted to talk to me. They all liked talking to me. Well, you do have a great voice for <laughs> oh, <no>. podcasting. Oh, <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he'd call in, and he had this great voice. And... Uh, 
he's he used to talk about I don't even I don't you know what this is actually gross to me I don't want a guy in my life that that goes to places like this but I loved hearing him talk with his accent All right and he'd be telling me he's got a really deep voice and talk really slow and he'd close out those tickets and he'd say I'm gonna go get a drink and I'm gonna go to the titty bar <laughs> <laughs> A titty bar. Why wasn't I like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Oh my gosh. But it that was deep, like gri- grizzly, growly voice and the titty bar. <laughs> and I'd just be like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe that that wouldn't turn you off right away. And you go, um, that's inappropriate. It was his voice, I guess. But now I just, just saying the word tit. <laughs> so sorry, you guys. I'm sorry, my family and my friends that are like, oh. But yeah, this guy, Matthew, used to talk to me about the titty bar. <laughs> Who says that? Is this his Georgia thing? Do you know anybody that calls it the titty bar? Well, yeah. I I would, around guys. I wouldn't <laughs> say that in front of a girl. You know what? I think that he just figured he could get away with it because of his voice. And he was right, obviously, because <laughs> I never uh, I never met him. He never came out to the meetings, but I met, I met, a, I met a few. <laughs> <laughs> And it was nice. I didn't sleep with them. It sounds like I did, but I didn't. There was no sleeping going on. <laughs> Just uh, you better use your minimum fan there. <laughs> and stuff. All right. Oh my heck. We that got sa- something crazy. That sound effect tells you it is time once again for Paranormal Corner. Oh, one more thing. Yeah, well, oh, that well we hear thing? that yes, but okay. the, I looked it up. I found it. Four ninety nine for the mama baby or mama daddy or what are they called? <laughs> honey mamas. Baby mama. The honey okay, mama's right. cocoa truffle bar. Four ninety nine. I did the $5. math. Five dollars. At the honey mama site, it's sixty two dollars for twelve. If you get them through Imperfect Foods for four ninety nine, it comes to only fifty nine eighty eight for for twelve. So I don't know where they got that. That's weird. You'd think it would be cheaper at the site. You'd think. Okay. Now, on to the paranormal business of Creepy Town. What do you have for us this week, Jana? Dude. Baby monitor stories that will terrify you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And we all know what the baby monitors are. Those are the walkie-talkie systems that we... Yep. That people have, I should say. We didn't have them when when, uh, my kids were little. We didn't have anything like that. Uh, That you put the uh, receiver... In yep. in the crib with them, and or the transmitter in the crib with them, and then uh, of course, I, I think everyone knows what these are. Why am I trying to exp- over explain it? Here? Just in case you don't have them in another country, <laughs> I don't know. Well, they do have them in London, Ontario. So there's a family who was terrified when their baby monitor suddenly began playing creepy music, and a voice told them they were being watched. The camera played some eerie, this is in quotes, the camera played some eerie music and a voice could be heard indicating the parent and child were being watched. Sorry, that was per the, the um, police in uh, Ontario. Obviously, it's going to be disturbing. Waking up to hear a stranger's voice in your child's room is the nightmare of every parent. And thanks to internet connected baby monitors, it's happened a lot over the past two years. This is in New York. A couple in New York City didn't understand why their three-year-old was telling them he was afraid of the man in his monitor. Then one night in April, I'm getting the chills already, uh, they heard the voice for themselves. Wake up, little boy. Dad is looking for you. Wow. The voice told the boy, according to CBS News. So you know it's got to be true. Well, it's on the news. 
As they walked into their child's room, the man in the monitor said, Look, someone's coming. The mother burst into tears because she realized that her son had been talking about the, what she had been talking Yeah. She thought, okay, he's not a chronic liar. <laughs> right. All right. This is in Kansas. In April, a mother was putting her son down in the crib when she looked at the baby monitor camera and realized it was following her movements. Every single hair on my body stood, stood up and I was freaking out, she told K-Witch 12. Wait, don't don't those some of the cameras do follow movements? I would think so. I mean, yeah. otherwise, what's the right? That doesn't sound too creepy. Well, maybe it's creepy if she knows she has a fixed camera, though. I suppose, but or maybe she was just was she blonde and just didn't realize that it. Well, let's see. <laughs> she says I knew someone was watching me, and I thought it was because I'm blonde and hot. I yelled at <laughs> no. <laughs> I yelled into the camera and, and I was a stripper. And I was like, quit at, watching me. At a titty bar. <laughs> Gotta say it right, Mark. <laughs> at a titty bar. <laughs> That's so hot. Uh, anyway, quit watching me. But I didn't know what to do. I was just so scared and so shocked that this is actually happening to me. Okay. Hmm. Again, this is in April. I'm, I'm sensing a pattern here. This time, this is in Minnesota. Mother was sleeping when she suddenly woke up to the sound of strange music playing in her child's room. We were sleeping in bed and basically heard some music coming from the nursery, but then we went into the room and the music turned off. They tracked the IP address that had accessed their camera and discovered a website with thousands and thousands of pictures of cameras just like their own. Anyone could use the site to access hacked cameras and monitors located in at least 15 different countries, according to the report. Right. I was going to say that. I'm glad it did that because oh, yeah. that's that's not creepy from a paranormal standpoint. That's creepy from uh, because these well, things are wireless happen, and connected yeah. to the Internet. This is what can happen with these devices. A Houston nanny was playing with her one-year-old charge in January. I wonder why that they're mentioning the months. Uh, anyway, when suddenly a voice spoke through the monitor, that's a really poopy diaper. <laughs> Ashley Stanley, the nanny, thought that the oh, parents why? were playing a joke on her. Is that her. a really poopy diaper? <laughs> really poopy. She soon realized they weren't. I was kind of really freaked out, like maybe someone hacked into the camera. Stanley told, they, they, again, they're talking to news stations. He said something else like, you should probably password protect your camera. Ew. Well, you know, you got to give them credit for, I mean, it's a, it's a creepy thing to say, but it's also letting them know. Look, I've hacked into your camera and people yes. have and stuff like that. Okay, we're, we're back to April. Okay. When Heather Shrek heard... <laughs> she must get a lot of... Anyway, when Heather she, Shrek heard a man screaming, Wake up, baby! Wake up, baby! She looked at her phone and could see the camera monitor moving around the room, but her daughter was lying still. That's when the screaming picked up. Her husband ran into the room and was also yelled at by the voice coming through the monitor. Then it screamed at me, he said, some bad things, some obscenities, so I unplugged the camera. Okay. Well, see, this isn't paranormal creep. This is certainly creepy. Creepy for sure. But this is yeah. not paranormal stuff. This is because clearly people can hack into these cameras. I, seeing people have said before, you know, get something like that and set up. And I'm like, gosh, I... I Ooh, I mean, it's bad enough. Our phones, happen. our phones are listening that, to us twenty-four hours a day. Can that happen to like your ring doorbell? All of that, right? Anything with a camera on it, yeah. Anything with a camera that has to be done through Wi-Fi is gets connected to the internet. That's troubling. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mark, it's, and so many people 
buy this stuff and put it in their house. Right. They, I, they invite this yes. in. Mark Gilbert freaked out in August when he heard a man calling his two-year-old daughter a moron and a little slut <laughs> through the monitor in oh her room. Oh, my gosh. Even more disturbing, the man called Allison by her name. It was printed on her Houston bedroom wall. The man could read it because he'd also taken control of the monitor's camera. The hacker then began swearing at Gilbert and his wife when the couple entered the room. Allison was born deaf, so she has cochlear implants. Thankfully, we had them off, and she didn't hear any of it, and she slept right through it. Yeah, imagine what how that would freak out a kid for the rest of their lives, because they're so impressionable at that age, to hear some other voice being angry and the parents being scared and all that. Well, here's some tips. Baby monitor hackening, hackening, <laughs> the hackening. <laughs> At the titty that's bar. A, that's, a, that's a movie that needs to happen. <laughs> the hackening? The hackening. <laughs> Baby monitor hacking is you work, relatively... You work on the script for the hackening. I'm going to work on a script <laughs> for the titty, the titty bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Baby monitor hacking is relatively easy to do. Many models connect to the internet in order to enable a parent to see and hear their child from anywhere. Once part of the network... It's susceptible to outside attacks. So here are three basic steps to take in order to prevent your monitor from being hacked. Change the default password that comes with the system to something stronger. Ensure you have a strong Wi-Fi password for your home network. Install all updates from the manufacturer to ensure you have the latest security patches. Install and update antivirus and malware software on your computers. Good to know. <laughs> Wow. Well, okay. All right. Well, that's <laughs> that is certainly creepy. I don't. I. I don't think that's paranormal, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know that any of them were. I mean, there were yeah. a couple that sounded creepy there in the beginning. Right. But then when but... you consider that it, they can be hacked, because that's what I was. I was holding back for the first couple. I was thinking, well, you know, things can be hacked into. Yeah. So that's what that was about. That is creepy, though. Yeah. Dude. So if you have any, uh, you know what, you know what we missed? We missed my musical part of the show, but it's okay. We'll do okay. that another time. <laughs> I had a whole musical thing ready, but we went long on our, our lying stuff, so that's fine. We'll do that another time. Okay. So let us know what you guys think about the stuff we talked about, about uh, people that lie and, and detecting lies and, and how much that affects you. Yeah. And that's and you'll get one of those. We might even like send it to your email inbox. Wouldn't that feel special? That's you can right. go onto Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at Snack a Little, or you can call us on our dedicated listener line at 909-572-0278. You guys, seriously, Honey Mamas, I got it from Imperfect Foods. You can find them online. I don't know where else you could get them. But you got to try these. Yes, they're a little pricier than a Snickers, but damn, they're good. Good stuff. That was a great sugar rush. 